What's up, nerds? Welcome to episode 23 of The Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk about all things pop culture. I'm Josh. I'm Alex. I'm Abge. <laughs> and I'm Kate. <laughs> this week, we're going over all the latest and current events of the past week. But before we get started, we want to remind you of our giveaway. We are Ooh. giving away issue one of Newbie and the Amazons, written by friend of the show, Stephanie Williams. We can say that now, friend we of the show. Say that. Guys, we're leveling up. We got fr- we all, have friends. We've never had friends praise, before. One friend all, still looks sketchy. Well, all we need, praise Concha. One is better all than none. Praise Concha, guys. But yes. the winner of the giveaway is <laughs> one Ben Fox. Oh, hey, I wish I had an air horn. I can edit it in. So, I'll edit it in. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank oh, gosh. you to uh, wow, all who entered. Ben, hit us up, uh, whichever way you prefer, probably Instagram, uh, and let us know which address you would like us to send that to and so we can get it out to you. Also, let us know what, what did the fox say, because Kate is really oh, curious. Oh, gosh. Remember that? These, these are the questions. But now, oh, let's get on to the show. Uh, how's ever? How's everyone doing? Uh, Dude, okay. Doing okay. Before we started recording, I was telling AJ the weather in Chicago is very boo boo. It's Aww. all like dreary and rainy. Yesterday there were tornadoes. I was driving cool. through like a monsoon. So uh, yeah, That's, so I took a nap before sound, we started recording. That doesn't sound like fun. It's uh, been I was telling, New York weather as well. Oh, has it really? I, I, I was telling. Oh, it's been gray oh. every day, gray and or yeah, rainy. same here. Hello, windy. No, no fun. Yeah, it's been raining and it's and it's like a musty rain, like a oh, like no. a boo boo, like a boo boo musty rain. Like it's just it's, it's so sad. Musty rain. Like so you, so you see how gross musty rain <laughs> sounds. That's how it feels. Well, so every like time you, you say boo boo, I think of Kendrick because he always yeah, goes boo boo. Well, but yeah, I mean it, it means poo. So it's just like a poopy <laughs> musty. It's 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 not fun. It's not fun. But uh, that's the south for you. Opposite that's, that's of, uh, of L.A. today. Oh, uh, oh, okay. and I were at the beach for like two and a half hours. Dang. Oh. Just, you know, just lounging. Jealous. Beautiful weather in L.A. Reading books. Wow. That's that's um, really making me feel better. Thanks, guys. Experiencing before, the drought. <laughs> before we were recording, Kate, you said that you knew how you wanted to die or something? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not <laughs> You know, we might as well just start this, with that. This is not that kind of show, people. <laughs> Kate, oh. Kate was like, I know I'm, how I'm going to die. I was let's like, get oh, some wow. I love talking about death and murder and things like that. But I don't what? know. No, no, no. I don't know how <laughs> I want to actually leave this earth and die. Okay. But I have thought about what I would like at my funeral. Yeah. And I want all my favorite foods, which I feel like is pretty, you know, it's a pretty standard thing. But I feel like I want, like, and also to be a party, but the big, the main things that I remember at first, like most important things that must be on the menu at my funeral are nacho cheese, guacamole, mm. hummus, mm. spinach, artichoke, like Parmesan cheese Ooh. dip. I want like a dip party. I want it to be a big dip party and there's like crackers and things like that. And like, I don't know. To celebrate just, that you uh, dipped out of life. Celebrate. I <laughs> dipped out of life. I personally, I personally would pay for, um, my like like an impersonator, someone who looks like me, uh, to just attend my funeral. Like they can give my eulogy. It'd be very trippy for people, especially for my wife. She'll be, oh man, she'd be she probably wouldn't be happy about me doing something like that. But yeah, have you talked to her time, about this? No, but I don't at think the same you need time, to talk to her about it. 
it's a very AJ thing to do, you know? That man, because he... That's okay. You okay? That's okay. I, I want her to be happy. meet him before you die to do a background check? Yeah, and of course. Check? Yeah, of course, of course. But I, w- I would want her to be happy after I pass away, you know? And what better stand-in than myself? I mean... But you need a, you need a backup <laughs> self, because what if that self dies before you? So you need, like, a third yeah, person. Yeah, You need to do a background check on someone else as a backup to but the backup. what if that- the backup AJ impersonator is jealous, so he kills the first AJ impersonator? Because and he then- wants your then- wife. Then we'll have a murder mystery party, and it'll be. And great. then they have to figure out which is, which AJ is the real dead AJ, because now there's three dead AJs on our hands. Okay, see, there we go. Which- I take it. I take it back. It's gonna be a murder mystery theme funeral with my impersonators trying to there figure out who killed the the, the real the, AJ. No, no, not Bre- Prime. No, I, I'm Prime AJ, right? Ah, damn. All right, we'll yeah, figure this out. So. I'll work out the kinks. I guess oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Going into the multiverse here. The main character in this story, and she's got to figure it out. I think. <laughs> I think there's some madness. I think we should pitch that yeah. TV show. There, there is reasons why we brought up funerals and um, uh, what what could happen there. Is uh, this lady, according to the Guardian, um, okay. decided to start baking during COVID? You know, like okay. during like mo- like around 2020, like. Beginning of pandemic, yeah. yeah, yeah. But she wanted, she wanted to learn, you know, cooking recipes. So There's a lot of cute videos on, you know, like TikTok, and then I think she got bored of TikTok and decided uh, that she was going to start looking at gravestones because people have been putting their favorite recipes at their graves. So instead of robbing graves, she's robbing, re- she's robbing dead recipes. Wait, wait, help, help me understand it. So she's going to graves and stealing recipe cards she's from not- old so- ladies? Doesn't she work? Like, isn't she like an archivist or something like that? She's an archivist. So she okay. said that during 2020, she got into three different things. She got into TikTok, then found <laughs> cemetery TikTok corner, of then course, found okay. baking corner of TikTok. And then through cemetery TikTok, she got into actually archiving you know, gravestones and stuff, and then found that some people, when they die, like to have their favorite recipe printed on their gravestone. So she merged baking TikTok with cemetery TikTok, and now she makes TikTok's baking cemetery recipes. So this reminds me of, uh, there are some YouTubers, I can't remember the name right now, but they they bake from like recipes from like the 40s and the 50s, and it's the funniest thing ever, mm-hmm. because it's always like some type of congealed nonsense like uh yeah like like Lord, jello pasta yeah jello pasta it's just like it's white, so white wild. people food i mean hey i did it i'm not gonna put it, race behind the food i was like is, i is know jello pasta white people food well i want someone I to clip it and cancel i've only ever seen it at chinese yeah. buffets ironically <laughs> i uh i dated somebody who was from a very white family and mm-hmm. they had this handed down recipe from like the great great grandma that she'd made during like the great depression and the the recipe was literally called orange stuff. That's what they named it. Uh, yes. And the main ingredients were like cottage cheese mixed with like orange what? juice and orange slices. Oh no no no. no! Excuse me. It no. was like they, they mixed like orange jello, orange juice, orange slices, oh. and like cottage cheese. That just sounds like orange. That recipe. That recipe needs to stay in the grave. That All right. That, that one needs I'm to sorry. just. I'm sorry, Grandma, but you were a bad cook. No, the that, family it, loved it. It was one of those family recipes. They bury people down six feet deep. That recipe needs to be buried twelve. Okay, <laughs> put that thing below the earth, oh. please. Yeah, I, I don't like the name either. Orange stuff. That's just like it's too vague. Doesn't have a good roll. Oh doesn't roll gosh. off the tongue. 
Hey, brought some orange stuff to the party. Actually, you know, that, that could sound interesting if we pitched it like that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, there are plenty of things that should stay buried. Um, and another one of these is the Sony-verse. Oh, no. Yeah. The Sony-verse? What's the that? The Sony-verse. The uh, Sony-Marvel properties that uh, oh. Sony keeps trying to make movies for. Yeah, and I forgot their about that. latest great idea. I say this as as a creator myself. There are bad ideas. Bad Bunny has been cast to play a character called El Muerto in a standalone what? Sonyverse film. What's wrong a with Bad Bunny? Stand- bad Bunny is extremely standalone. A standalone film? A standalone film about a of Spider-Man a, villain that nobody knows who of he is. Of a very niche villain? Yeah. But it's Bad Bunny who has a humongous following, which I think was their best move in this. I think it's genius weird in, a, in a terrible way. Yeah, it, exactly. It's a brilliant idea wasted on a terrible like execution. Terrible execution because they're trying to force this into the into the Spider Verse. Um, yep, I guess you could say. You well, know, like is, I, bad, I, is, is Bad Bunny stopping music? Like, is he going the actor route now? Well, he retired. Like Wasn't thing. he in the J Lo movie? He retired. That just came out? Oh, he did. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny retired. He was just Did. on tour, though. Yeah, he. This tour is his, his "quote unquote" last tour. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he 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 has retired from music. Oh, he uh, was in F nine, Fast and Furious nine. Yeah, and 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 uh, he. I mean, I, I think maybe he's going into maybe a more general, you know, career path. I guess you could say, but. He, Music, I think he's kind of just leaving behind. Well, that dude's so, made so much money, and it's probably very, very strenuous to like have to perform on stage and look perfect all the time. And I get it. Yeah. And like, I'm like from his end, I'm sure Sony offered him a, a gross amount of money, so it probably well, doesn't matter to him if he acts well in it or not. This this just goes into the problem that we've talked about many times that Sony is hell bent on making their own verse, their mm. own connected universe but it's really hard to do that when you have very niche and ancillary characters from a bigger universe um and i think what makes this even harder in my personal opinion is that sony doesn't have a streaming service yet so it's not like they can they, like they have to shell out a lot of money to make these things if that, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense like 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 something uh with uh what's the character's name uh, uh, uh el muerto el, el, el muerto uh he's a spider-man el, villain He's a wrestler. Yeah, I, I didn't even. I had to look up who he was because I had I think, no idea. I think, Is he yeah, he, or something? I've never heard of him. I don't think so. I think he's a straight up villain, but he's he's like a luchador. Um, he, I don't really like know much about area. him. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, but but I think that's something that if you want to explore something like that, that's something you would use like a TV show for. I think to ask people to invest in like a movie of this character, that's that's tough. That's really tough. Just you, hire uh, Ray Mysterio's uh, son. <laughs> I feel like that would be the perfect cast. <laughs> well, sure. it, it, I feel like they're trying to tap into two very big markets, the wrestling market and the um, the Latino market. You know, they're, they're trying to find their Encanto, their their Coco. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just curious to see if Bad Bunny can act. That's what I want to know, because I've never know. seen him act in a movie before. I don't know if the acting is going to be as big of a deal, to be honest <laughs> with you, because, you know, I, I feel like you can coach him well enough to to be serviceable. Hey, if uh, Addison Ray can do it, anyone can do it. Also, right. he's a performer at the end of the day. So yeah, he's a performer. True, yeah, true. exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, this is Sony we're talking about guys. So we know what to expect. Yeah. It's just interesting to see like what studios like think are good ideas versus like what ends up being a good idea. Yeah. Case in point, 
movie we talked about early on in the show that we felt hasn't had a strong cultural impact, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it had a strong cultural impact in 2009. On the box in office, only yes. 2009. And in, yeah, and in but... filmmaking, it pushed the envelope of filmmaking. But it's not a movie people talk about, like like the plot or the acting. You, you hear about the visuals, but that's about it. The IP and, Yeah, and, and, and the, uh, the, the, the sequel... It's the, like the title. It's like Cowboys Dances with Wolves. Americans. Dances with Wolves and yeah. Pocahontas, and it, it's it's very vague and gen- and generic, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I think what always hurt Avatar, the first one at least, was just there was nothing really memorable about the specific movie itself. Like if you had to ask somebody quick, name one scene from Avatar, they'd be like, "Well, I also uh, I didn't even like it when it came out because I used to play. I was in high school then, and like." It would play all the time in class. Like yeah. teachers for some reason were playing it. And I just remember like the first time I saw it in theaters, like this is the coolest movie ever. And then it like started getting replayed and I was like, all right, now that I know what the visuals look like, like I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, there's nothing really beyond that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and they're making three of them, right? Yeah. And th- they released images for the, for the new one. It's like the water world. It's like 15 years later or something like that. <laughs> wow. And it's prototype, right? <laughs> What's up? Is it a proto? Is it is it official images now, or is it like yeah, mock-up yeah. images? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they released official ones, okay. uh, and then they're going to re-release because it's been so long since the first one came out. They're going to re-release the first one back into theaters. Oh my goodness! Which is how That's it keeps very, making so much money. So much money. That's a very Disney thing to do. To be quite honest with you. Yeah. They, they, so they want me to invest what six hours of my life. Getting back into oh nah man James Cameron's like I need more money I only own I don't know. I I think what's going to be most interesting about this is that they're filming this in one big chunk right like they're not like from my understanding they're not taking breaks between filming so mm-hmm. whatever the rest of the film is they're they are filming them in like one shot so oh, I think okay. it's more than three movies I think it's so four like Lord movies, of the Rings style yeah Lord of the Rings style so it's like, like a limited series in a way then o- like almost a, yeah kind of. yeah. Because, because from my understanding, they're filming this in one big take. So, because I think they don't want to have to like keep calling back actors two, three years from now to do their scenes and stuff like that. And so much of it is being done with like new age CG, CGI and green screen. Yeah. So I think they can do that. But yeah. See, I'm like, I'm excited to see the CGI, but like, I feel like I'd rather just go to like Disney World and see like an interactive like Avatar <laughs> ride. Which I'm, I, I know they have the Avatar world. Yeah, movie, I mean they, they have like, one. And, yeah. I get that. That's kind of cool because like it is visually really cool. But like I don't, I, yeah, I I don't need to see these movies. I probably will pass because I'm pretty sure they're probably like going to be like three hours long, anyways. Well, I wonder if he's going to take any of the criticisms because I think the biggest criticism of like why is this movie not memorable is because, and I just googled it. There's plenty of articles and discussions where people talk about how like why did this movie break all these records, but then no one remembers it or really cares about it. And it's like, I hope, hopefully James Cameron took that to heart and maybe it's going to make a really interesting storyline. Cause I, I mean, you know, that's, I, I like that's the only thing that could save it. I, I feel like Kate brings up a very good point because when you, when you think about Avatar, it feels like a prequel. Like there's not a lot of meat on the story. It, a lot of it is just the us, as, as the audience experiencing this world, um, it, it kind of does like what the first Lord of the Ring does, where it's like, I feel like the first Lord of the Rings really is trying to get you immersed into Lord of the Rings 
whereas the other ones kind of get really deep into the story. I feel like this Avatar kind of is trying to do that, but the biggest problem was he had to sell that movie kind of as a concept, right? If For those who may not know, people are very leery of James Cameron when it comes to giving him money because he requires a lot. Uh, he requires a tremendous budget. And, you know, before 2009, asking a studio for a billion dollars for a movie series was insane, right? That was like nuts. Now that's not so crazy to, to ask for that kind of uh, budget if you're planning multiple movies. But back then it was a lot. And so, you know, studios aren't really super keen on giving James Cameron a blank check. Now he's with Disney. That is the blank check. So yeah. they're probably going to make... In, in, in 40 years, we're going to be watching Avatar 33, Revenge of the Waterworld. It's what about be a reboot Avatar versus reboot. Aliens? Avatar versus Aliens. Av- you know what? Avatar versus Vin Aliens Diesel, versus Terminator. Vin Diesel is in this sequel. So maybe we'll get an Avatar crossover with Fast and the Furious 44. You know, maybe like finally those. Okay. Like once yeah. Disney buys Universal, like that movie, once, that movie would be cool though, because like it could be like the Terminator like shows up with like the new ride that like Vin Diesel offers him, and he's like we're family, <laughs> and then like they both like pop a Corona, and then they fight whatever whatever the main villain is in Avatar. And they should all end on a boat that sinks, and they have to oh figure out gosh. who survives. But at the end of the day, Wait. at the end of the day, it will always be about family. Your blue family, at least. There you it. go. Yeah. Uh, but like what you guys were saying, like three hours, like devoting to rewatch the first one and Nothing. then see the second one. How often do you guys devote that much time to watching a movie? I mean, it's got to be a good movie. It's got to yeah, be like I, Godfather I level. Movie. It's got to be Godfather level good to be, yeah. to be able to sit down and I recently watch tried watching a three hour movie, Drive My Car, and it took me about three to four days because I just had to watch it in like one hour chunks. Same here. That was one of the Oscar nominees. Yeah, Oscar nominees. Yeah. It, it, it was, we, Conte and I both thought it was like an okay, okay. movie. Sure. Um, it was priced, I think, a little higher than it should have been. But it's one of those movies where I was like, I don't mind if it's three hours. If it hold, like if everything makes sense, but like I felt like this movie they could have. It was one of those where you're like you could have cut out thirty to forty minutes, and I or like I would have like, gotten the the story. Yeah, or like the Irishman, the the uh, the Martin Scorsese movie that came out that was like three and a half hours, mm-hmm. and me and my dad after two hours and fifteen minutes we're like, man, we're done. Like we're we're checked out. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet because of the. I, I actually like, love that movie, but it's we're very checked long. out. It's yeah. very long. We're like, me and my dad were like, nah, man, we we can't keep. We're, how long are we gonna be here? Like I don't know. It, it, three hours, a three-hour movie. It's a big ask. It's a big yeah. ask. And yeah. unless if it's Earth, oh, or sorry, the oh, I always say the name wrong. The something all at once. Every, every everything everywhere. Everything all everywhere all at once. Yes. That movie held up for three hours or however long it was. That movie's amazing. Yeah, the Batman was like three hours long, and I saw that twice. So, but even I that, like, I love I love that movie, but that still could have been shortened. It, it could have been. They're making a second one though. Like it's confirmed. They're gonna be like Batman two now twice as long. It's twice as emo. Six hours. Oh my god. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you have the original. You got the director coming back. You got what's? I can't remember the director's name right now. Isn't it Matt? Uh, Matt Reeves. Matt, Matt Reeves. Yeah, Matt Reeves. I almost yeah. said Keanu Reeves. I was like, I, I got, I got something right. Yeah, and and <laughs> then uh, what? Uh, Robert Pattinson will be back. So I, I don't mind. I don't mind a three-hour movie. I just think that. It's a big ask. It's it's a lot to ask your audience to 
to be invested. And when you have scenes, like we'll use the Batman as an example. When you have scenes of like Batman chasing Penguin in the streets of Gotham, it's like, okay, was this necessary? Or like when 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 like when he's like in the precinct, it's like, is this scene necessary? Could we change? I actually, like off? that scene. You know, but see with I, with I, Avatar because of like how many movies they have, they're going to have to like they're gonna have to like sit there in the boardroom and be like, all right, we need an hour long chase scene, otherwise this film's only yeah. gonna be an hour and a half long. We well, need this I, to I'm be hoping, longer. I'm hoping leaning into what Kate said that like like they took the criticism and they're like, okay, here's a real story. Here's a thought provoking story. And I hope we can look back at Avatar 1 and say, okay, that was a prequel that kind of let us buy into this world. Mm-hmm. And now we'll under, now we'll get an understanding of like why Waterworld is being thrown in this Avatar movie now. Because yeah. I think that's, yeah. Uh, yeah that, I think that's a really good point, AJ, that, and I'm hoping that's the case where it's, there's this, a greater narrative that yeah. the first movie set up and then it's going to really dig into like what the, this world's what this like narrative this world James Cameron has built is actually about. Yeah. yeah. Or or maybe they'll just uh they'll just keep delaying it. Uh like maybe a certain other film. Is there anything else that's been delayed that's supposed to come yeah. out? You mean every other movie? Every other movie? Every everyone's so afraid to put their movies in theaters cuz they don't want it to flop. Super Mario. That got delayed. Uh, Mario is getting delayed. That, that was uh, a a thing. If you the casting's pretty pretty good though. I don't have any interest in watching the movie, but it does have a good voice cast. I still think Chris Pratt seems kind of weird for Mario. Apparently Jack Black is going to be in it and I think he should have been Mario. Yeah, you just think he's Bowser. No, Bowser Jack Bowser. Jack Black should have been Wario. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, but now he's Bowser he, and then um Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen, which I think is actually a pretty I, good, good. I know one. I know he's too old. I know he's too old, but Oh, you know what? No, they should have like Idris Elba play Bowser. That'd actually be pretty cool. That would be cool. That'd be really cool, actually. I, well, they, I guess they, I guess, hey, I guess with Jack Nintendo. Black, they can't have him be too scary. You know, like they gotta have it. They, they gotta have him be cartoon Idris, scary. Idris is in Sonic. He plays Knuckles. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't see yeah. That. yeah, yeah, he plays Knuckles. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I, I actually enjoyed the first one, so I, I'm I, I heard it's pretty it good. One. I haven't seen it, it though. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's like the perfect balance of like a kids' movie. That's enjoyable for an adult because mm-hmm. it's not too long and it's really goofy. And you and I think what the, I like what they do with the Sonic movies where and I hope that Nintendo takes the same approach because they make Sonic a kid and, and it makes it so much more enjoyable because he's not like an adult doing weird things. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't he's that a like kid. the 80s Mario uh, or 90s Mario? Like he was an adult and it was also a... Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping that like Nintendo takes the same approach. I don't know how because Mario has got like a 401k. Um, you know, he's going through marital issues with Peach. He's got a lot on his plate. I don't know how you can pre- present this. I, I don't know what this movie is even going to be about, to be quite honest with you. I can't really think of like... I can't think of Wait, so there's never been a narrative in Sonic in in Mario games. Before. There hasn't in like the RPG ones or the Paper Castle Mario. Okay, fair enough. Fair so enough. So like they, but, maybe they're basing it off of the role like the the role playing storylines, but the main ones I don't think there's ever been like a real quest. Like even Super Mario Sunshine wasn't that just kind of you were just jumping through um, like game. frames. Yeah. yeah, great game, but like yeah, Super, was there a story? Super Mario the the last one that just came out, Super Mario Odyssey had a hilarious twist. Because you know, of course, Bowser steals Princess Peach, and and the this other like magical magical hat 
right? And so like Mario and the, this hat, they have to go save their women. And at the end of the game, spoiler alert, Princess Peach is like, excuse me, I don't need a man to define me. And she's like, peace out. And so Bowser and Mario kind of look at each other and shrug. And then that's it. I'm just like, that's it? That You put me that's through actually, like, that's you awesome. put me through hell and back just to be like, I'm good? That's crazy. But she Maybe still let Mario like uh, rescue her? No, she she just left. Like oh, she just right. leaves. She like she like pieces out. I I love I love for Mario's mind. He's probably like, oh, I she could have just left this whole time, and I, I he, he never even considered asking her if she was capable of leaving on her own. <laughs> yeah, so like a peach themed game. Like a peach theme, yeah. I would love a peach movie more than a Super Mario movie. To or, be honest, but with like you. she needs to have her Super Smash abilities where she can like teleport. Well, peach movie sounds almost like another type of movie that's coming out. Is it what what movie? What? The Barbie. the Barbie, oh, yeah, movie. Barbie. If Peach had, oh own... yeah, see, <laughs> that, that's a Barbie. better, that's a better idea. That's a, I think having like a Peach in New York style movie is so much more funny than a Barbie movie. I, I think the Barbie movie can be funny because that's live action, right? Yeah. Well, do action? you know anything about the the team? Very little, very so very little. About it's this. Greta Gerwig is directing. Who did Little Little Women twenty nineteen remake and oh, um, my wife Bird. loves that movie. Lady Bird, yeah. Oh yeah, my wife Little Women, the remake. I watched it with Alex a few years ago. We went on a camping trip, and then we uh, cried we, on the camping trip. Well, after the camping what? trip, we met, we were at his place. And he's like, "Hey, I got to watch this movie for my my film club. Do you want to watch it?" I was like, "Yeah, whatever." So I, I'm like casually watching, and I slowly get more and more into it. Dude, that movie made me cry. It's so good. Daniela, Daniela watches yeah, that movie at least like once a week. Like it is always playing in our house. She loves that movie, especially because we have we always have a debate about the ending. Like we always have a debate. Like like was she? I mean, I think you're supposed to kind of maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. But we have a debate about the ending a lot. So well, Katya, you didn't like it, right? I so there was a Little Woman version that was made in 1994. I like mm-hmm. that one a lot better because it has Winona Ryder, Susan Sarandon, Christian Bale, Kirsten Dunst, and Claire Danes, and. I read Little Women multiple times growing up, and I think the 1994 version is 10,000 times better than the Greta Gerwig one. I don't so, know. That, that, one doesn't have, that one doesn't have Timothy Chalamet. So Christian Bale was the <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. No, 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 no. Timothy Chalamet is Timothy Chalamet. He's yeah. the Timothy Bale's Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Think iconic Winona Ryder, Claire Dang. Danes. I'm sure it's a Kirsten great film, Dunn's. but I still love the new one. Greta one? The new was, one? I didn't I like, like the, the choppy like timeline. They they go back and forth between past and present. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm also a fan of Little Men, which was a like a terribly rated film. Wait, Little Men. Little Men was also written by Louisa May Alcott. Yeah, but they did like a they did like a spinoff of um, what's the main girl's name? Uh, So Joe, like she like hosts like a foster home. um, Yeah, for you know little. Little, little kids, men. little men, little bros. <laughs> little bros. The film though, okay. so like I grew up on this film and I yeah. loved it, but apparently no one's heard of it, and it has a um, 1998, huh? No, that's not the right Six. one. The the tw- 1998 version. 1998 version by yeah, uh, uh, Rodney Gibbons. One. It, it oh. so it it flopped big time. There we go. It's got a 14 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's I 76 percent of Google yeah. So like, like it. F- I feel like fans like it, but critics hate it. So. Someone, someone, go out there and watch Little Men 1998 version, and uh, tell me if uh, if it holds up. It's Canadian, so maybe movie. that's why it wasn't as big. I don't know. 
I've never even heard. I never, I never knew she wrote. I didn't know it was a book though, but that's just, I just like that. uh, A lot of people grew up on little women. And then I was like, little man, I had that movie. I watched it all the time. And I'm like, I don't even know how I found it. So is this Barbie, is this Barbie movie supposed to be a comedy then? We, I think it's supposed to be like a Mm rom-com. Oh, uh, wow. Margot Robbie is playing Barbie. But it's weird because Barbie was already dating Ken. Ken's going to be Ryan Gosling. So, oh my god, makes sense. Of course he is. Of course he. (laughs) Who else would it be? Oh no! I can see the Barbie movie ending with the same ending as the Mario game, where by the end of it, she's like, "I don't need a man," and it's a movie where maybe she breaks up at the end of it. Well, I feel like I feel like they're probably going to go like Harley Quinn, which is ironic, by the way. But I feel like they're going to go Harley Quinn with this and be like, "I don't need a man. I can. I can." Which is weird because I never really associate Ken with Barbie, but maybe that's what they're going to try to do. Well, what if they try um, to go like the Carmen San Diego route, where she's like she turns into like a cool spy girl? I feel like this is going to be interesting. Like she's she's like a she's like a dress up spy. Dress up. Well, she what's dresses the rating? up in, in cool outfits to disguise herself from the mission she's on. What's the like rating? I'm trying of, to figure out the, the plot. It's probably already written. Yeah, <laughs> I actually don't know if they released the rating yet. Because I'm they're, curious they're, to see. Very little. What... They released an image, and that was about it. I'm curious yeah. to see who this movie. Like, I'm curious to see like, is this going to be like a kids movie? Is it going to be rated PG-13? It has I to be. It's going to be rated R. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, uh, who, who owns the rights to to Barbie? Is it Warner Brothers? Okay, there's no way they're going to make a. Well, are kids today even into Barbie, or is it like people our age? That's what okay. I was wondering. Like, if it's for like millennials and older. Yeah. I, I I actually because Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, I do want to go see this. Like I'll, I'll yeah. wait to see the first trailer, but based on the creative team, it, I am I am interested because okay. I, I I respect and enjoy both of their work. I like Lady Bird, so I mean I like Greta Gerwig. I just think that I'm too sentimental about the 1994 Little Women. And, and I, I've, I've heard that glasses. a lot. I, I've heard yeah. people same thing with uh pride and prejudice like there's debates over which one's better remakes are always going to be like that though it's i think it really depends on which version did you see first Mm. and did you like yeah that that's true because yeah i saw this little woman version first the newer one i haven't seen the original Mm. so i I guess i would have to check that one out too i'm curious i would would all of you guys go see this barbie movie or not yeah I watched. The I wouldn't movie. pay to see it in theaters, but I'd watch it if it was on like HBO Max or something. It would I think it would be right because it's Warner. Yeah. I, I'd pay Which, to see uh, it. Speaking of I'd HBO Max uh, and Warner, <laughs> there's uh, there's been a little more uh, fun things happening uh, on that side of the industry. Uh, Christopher Nolan has officially left Warner. Oh, dun dun dun! That's, yeah. that's inevitable. You mean dun dun dun? I feel like we should have the uh, the. Uh, Hans Zimmer, yeah, we can edit that in. He uh, is Universal for his new film, which uh, how do you say it? It's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. So it's about the Manhattan Project and the creation of the atomic bomb, which I think is going to be a cool film. But like when Nolan left, he was like, he was really, really like dumping on Warner and said that like he thought HBO Max was like the worst streaming service. Which I actually that's the one thing I disagree with. I think like I think they have the most content right now that the, i enjoy they have the they have the strongest content yeah. in my personal uh, yeah. opinion i get like, his yeah. frustrations because he he didn't um with tenant i guess like he wanted it only released in theaters only and released did, like, in theater they did kind of yeah. like a mix of like released on hbo max and released on um in theaters it's like i understand his frustrations but i'm like 
they're kind of killing it with with original content right now and like old yeah. classic movies. Because um, what do they have? They have Cartoon Network. They've got um, they have all the uh, DC stuff, like all yeah, the they DC have the cartoons DC collection, stuff. or yeah. not all of it, but they have a good a good chunk of it. The Ghibli films. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which you can't. I don't. I don't think you can. You can't rent those at all, at least in the U.S. With you have to either stream it through HBO Max or you have to purchase the the actual like box set like bundle of it. Like I tried to Not rent sure. one on my PS4 at one point and it was like you can buy, but it's like one hundred nineteen dollars for every single film. And I was like, well, <laughs> my you God. can I'm like all right, let me just throw my credit there's card. There's also there's also the they also have a, so much original programming that they mm-hmm. can like, and it's I feel like it's at a higher quality than than a netflix or but i'm curious with nolan leaving especially for this film which sounds like it's going to be a pretty big one and it's got a really really big cast it's got robert downey jr florence Pugh, emily blunt um rami malian murphy cillian murphy which i think is in like every film of his i love them and matt damon yeah matt damon i mean i i definitely think that there was a very, very, I mean, obviously we don't have insider information, but I have, I wonder if Warner Brothers was trying to get him to make more movies for HBO Max. And he was like, I'm not having it. Like I make movies for big screen. And if you keep trying to put my movies on a, on a little screen, then I'm, I'm sure that's what led, led to that. Which like, yeah, understandably Christopher Nolan films are almost always worse watching them on a little screen. Like, they, I, I have, I've seen most of his movies in theaters and there's been a couple that I waited. Like I saw Dunkirk on a plane and like, I liked the no. film, but I was like, it just, it, it was, okay. it was kind of disappointing yeah, yeah. watching on a little tiny, like Delta screen monitor. That, yeah. Well, that's part of his whole philosophy is to create something that's meant to be viewed on a big screen in a room full of people. And that's why he was so critical. One of the reasons he was so critical of all the streaming options is he, True, he truly loves cinema and cinema, like the art he's of filmmaking. A he's a student yeah. of, 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 of cinema. the craft, yeah. yeah, of the craft, yeah. And th- and that's why his movies look so good. And like he works with so many good cinematographers and you know some of, like a lot of the best people in the business. But you have, you I, have I think the, an interesting take between a couple directors because it's like I know a lot of directors are blaming like streaming for making like movie quality worse. But then like a similar question was asked with Paul Thomas Anderson, who just. You know, he did like Boogie Nights, but he just recently did Licorice Pizza. So he was like in the press a lot. And they kind of asked him a similar question if he thought like streaming services were ruining film. And he's like, no, I think movie theaters are ruining film. He's like, yes, yes. He's like, most theaters are terrible for the sound. They're always like mixed incorrectly. They haven't changed their look since the 80s. He's like, I, he was like, I don't go to the theater unless if it is like a truly like cinema quality experience. And he's like, that's, that's right. difficult to find. And he's like, that's partially to blame. He's like, I would understand like why someone would want to watch my movie in the convenience of their home for like half the price. And they at least know their sound system. They don't have to like, they can pause, you know, it's like, there's no updates. Like with that, I'm not paying $40 for some popcorn and a drink. <laughs> like, like that's, I, I a hundred percent agree with that sentiment. Ooh. And I, and I also think that Christopher Nolan doesn't really, You know, the best I could describe this is if you equate a director to like bakers, right? And there, you know, before we had sliced bread, right? You had you had to go to your baker, you had to get your your loaf of bread, you had to go home, take that bread, you had to cut it into your own individual slices, and then bam, somebody came out with a way to make sliced bread, 
now we don't really have bakers who make bread anymore, right? So it, I think that's where a lot of these old, old, crusty men are getting upset about, you know, uh, Krusty Nolan. Scorsese. Yeah, Krusty Nolan, Krusty Scorsese. Uh, you know, th- those guys have made various comments about their dislike of, or this, their disdain for things going straight to the small screen. But at the same time, I, I also think that it's it's this gives an opportunity for a lot of smaller directors, too, to get a shot to make a movie because not every studio is going to dish out $75, $100 million for a director who maybe not may not have a big resume to do a movie. And so doing a movie, a couple of movies on Netflix or Amazon, yeah, totally. that's the that's the place. You know what I mean? That's the place to get your shot. Well think so. of how many films think how many films are now like released by people who like before were like a they were like a music video directors. That was like very Yeah, like, yeah, that's a good um, point. Like that that happens a lot. Like uh the director even for um Uncharted Gems, I think it was two brothers, right? They did like they did music videos, um, the everything, everywhere, all at once. Uncut yeah, okay. uncut gems. What did I say? Uncut gems. You guys have uncut never, gems. you guys have never seen uncut gems. I haven't no. seen it. I, haven't seen I, I heard good things. Before. Uncharted gems is way better than uncut gems. Uncut gems. <laughs> hope that's a. I hope that's a movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, the whole, the whole. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alex. Well, I was just saying, yeah, like. Uh, the directors of uncut gems started doing music videos. And I think people like them, maybe, you know, wouldn't have had the same chance to do a film, how they did like in the nineties, you know? So it's like, there's, there's pros and cons to yeah. both sides. Yeah. Well, um, there was a movie that AG you reviewed. Um, it was a, a Western. Um, what movie? It was a, a Western that you, you uh, reviewed oh, on here. Uh, it was like an all black cast. All black cast. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember that um, one. I cannot remember the name of the movie. I believe, no. didn't the director of that, wasn't he doing music videos he before? Music yes, videos he, was, he was a mu- yeah. music video director. It was an Idris Elbow. Idris Elbow was in the movie. He was yeah. in the movie. But I don't remember who the, the who the director was. Yeah. So like it, it is interesting. Oh, like, the harder they fall. The harder they fall. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. And it was Thank directed you. by the the Bullets. Oh, so I guess well, that's weird. So it said the bullets, but then when I when I click that, it says uh, James Samuel, James yes, Samuel. James, yeah, he's he is he was the director. He was. Oh an yeah, because we talked about and, this. He's a. Um, yes. Yeah, he he goes by the stage name, the bullets, but his brother is Seal. Correct. All Pretty right, now now I remember we're we're. <laughs> I know we, we got a little sidetracked there, but like uh, for anyone that doesn't know, we 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 kind of we like brought this up at like the beginning. It was like one of the first episodes of the podcast, so that's I think why we're all like, "What the heck?" So if you want to know what we're talking about, go back and listen to our hint. older episodes, hint, hint. which can be found on Anchor. But <laughs> it is interesting, like the different opportunities that are being presented because uh, of how the industry is changing, and then it's also interesting how. There's like the war of the streaming services, and right. right now, Netflix is taking some L's, man. Yeah, they are. I'm yeah, supposed to have a lunch really meeting on Netflix uh, coming up, so I, I can't talk too uh, too much because they might not let me into their uh, <laughs> into their lunch room. No, Netflix. Netflix is going through a weird period of time because their their shareholders are demanding that they they make more money and. The, it's yeah, hard. How do you? But how do you make more money when you have essentially oversaturated the market you created? Yeah. So they, they're kind of just stuck in this weird nebulous of 
you know, like you get into like video games, which I think they were discussing. They're trying to, yeah, that, yeah. That's 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 definitely what they're trying to do. But at the same time, I I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure if they have anywhere else to go. I think any any changes that they make, it's they're going to have to be lateral changes. You know yeah, they have to essentially rebrand parts of their business. Right, right. I mean, they can go into a metaverse if they want, like Facebook, like Facebook's trying to do. But you know, what is the metaverse? Right, we talked about that so many times. Like, it's just, it's nothing. It's, it's, it doesn't exist. As of now, it's basically as of now, it's just second life. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, we kind of knew this was going to happen we kind of known that like Netflix has had a very, they've always had an uphill battle and that uphill battle, it has to be fought now with Amazon and Disney and the 78 other streaming services that exist now. So I think what they kind of, I think this is a healthy sign because competition, when there's competition in, in any field, we win as consumers, right? So, um, I mean, they had some really standouts. Like they had Squid Game, you know, and that was like a that was a huge deal. And mm-hmm. then they had Tiger King in 2020, and I think they've had some gems, but everyone just likes to focus on like some uncut gems. Yeah, uncut uncut jobs. Okay. No, I, I, but the the downside to that is that they don't have. I, I actually just had this conversation the other day that unlike Amazon, who has like these strong IPs like The Boys or Lord of the freaking rings. And then Disney has strong IPs like Marvel and star Wars. Netflix doesn't have that, like that IP they can keep tapping into, you know, that, that can keep people coming back to their service. They are stuck having to constantly find one hit wonders, right? That's why they've, that's why they've gone like balls deep in, in reality TV shows, for example, because it's cheap. And if one of them is a success, then Boom! You got you got streaming numbers, and I feel like most um, reality TV is a success because I feel like if you already are into reality TV, you're probably yeah. more than likely to check out new shows just out of curiosity. Not me. Yeah. I'm not the one no. for that. Well, Josh, I don't I, think I'm you not the really target, target market. market. <laughs> yeah. No, I my wife and I always joke that like you know we we enjoy 90 Day Fiance, uh, big 90 Day Fiance fans here. But one of the craziest things that has happened is how Discovery and TLC they just abandoned the educational part of their networks and they've gone full into the pool of reality TV shows now. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty what crazy. About, uh, what about History Channel? I haven't I haven't watched that in like fifteen Alien. years. They've, they've withstood the test of time. They, 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 aliens, ancient they, aliens. They, yeah, they they, and, they uh, have not they have not gotten the reality TV pool yet, but it's inevitable. They'll they, get they, there. They have no. They like, have the one uh, reality Pawn Stars or whatever. That's is that, that History, History Channel? I, I think so. Was, I don't know. Pawn Stars? Is, is Pawn Stars technically a like, is it reality? It is it's yeah. reality. Yeah, it's reality. Yeah. yeah, it's because it's real life. It's general. Jamie, pull but that up for us. I know I know they had to stop that show because uh, yeah. well, sex offender, I think. No, no, no. He's right. It is history. History and Annie. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I would even argue, even then, I mean, there's more history in Pawn Stars than I mean that's still on brand for the History Channel because people are bringing in like World War II helmets and and you know the maces from the medieval times and like they're, they're bringing all they're, they're bringing in these things i guess that's why it's on brand but i mean discovery channel has literally gone like love like love uh reality tv like shows and it's crazy i'm just mm-hmm. like this is discovery this is the discovery channel what what happened what, what is this discovering yeah. what crazy people do when they're together 
yeah, they're they're really trying to tap into that 90 day fiance market because let me tell you, TLC has gone all the way in on that. So that's pretty See, unfortunate. I, I, I did not know that my, my like watching the content is so niche. Yeah. Partially due to streaming services. Like I can Josh check what I want to watch. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Dude, that show is amazing. I love that show. I that cannot wait really for good. it to come back. Yeah. Did you guys know they're making a Kite Man spinoff? Oh, What's I hope they man? do. That's they, awesome. They are. They announced it's that Kite they man. are. Kite Man? Kite Man is... It, Kite man is oh, it, man. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like He's almost like a like a meme of a, oh, of a hero. Kite Man or Kite Man? Kite. Like a flying kite. A kite. Oh. Like a Kite Man, yeah. Um, he, He's a great character. He's on the show. And he's, I don't want to give, I didn't know that Harley Quinn had a TV because part of the the joke, part of the joke on the show is like what kite man is. So I don't want to give it away, but just watch Harley Quinn. They just Google the photo of kite man. And it's just like the worst picture ever. The lamest villain I've ever seen. He is. That's part of the joke. Yeah. You guys, he looks like, he's like Moomin Rider. You know what? Punch man. You know what? We we should uh talk about Harley Quinn on here sometime. Yeah, when, the ne- when the next season is going to come season back, comes out. We should talk about yeah. uh, who who would win in a battle, Moomin Rider or Kite Man. Definitely Kite Man. Definitely Kite Man. Moomin Rider has every, stand-up, he has stand-up Kite Man would, mode. would break every limb in his body, but he would win. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Moomin Moom Rider would stand up on his bike and he would try really hard. And Kite Man <laughs> would try really hard to fly. <laughs> And there's no wind blowing. <laughs> there's no wind. That's funny. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get highly recommend you guys watch that. Um, if, if you're out there listening, you watch Harley Quinn, uh, harass AJ or harass Alex and Kate to watch it. Don't. Yeah, I can't don't. believe it's it. I didn't know it's, it's been out for like a couple years already. Yeah, and it's on. It's on HBO. Yes, it is. That's one of the things that they have. Um, and it's it's a it's a it's a great like for me. It's like a great competitor to like what Disney has yes. like with, with all the Marvel stuff. I I prefer the DC properties a little bit more, but I will say the Marvel like movies and TV shows are definitely better. And this week, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out with Marvel. What's coming out, Josh? Tell us. The Moon Knight episode finale is coming out. Okay. So big things there. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is about to start. Which I forgot about this. I was about I to say, all about it in yeah. May, and I was like, "Oh, never mind. It is it's, May right no, now." No, that's a, that was my exact thought process. I was like, "That's in May. That's a ways off." And then I was like, "Oh no, it's uh, Let me May guess, the fourth. Does, does it come on on Wednesday? Yeah, the fourth. Look, I knew it. Right. Well, they Wait. they had they were going to push it back. I don't know if they adjusted it again because I think it actually comes out Friday. Well, but, did you know Hayden well, Christensen's playing Darth Vader? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah, they brought yeah, him we back. Talked about that. Him for that. Wow. We, we talked about that, sir. He hasn't done any acting. I don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to it's, it's we, can, we can we can get into that one day, but he basically I, I, I think what we all forget is back before the internet was so uh diverse, I guess you could say, when those Star Wars movies came out, that guy got maligned. Yes, uh, he did. Online. And so people hated him. Yeah, people hated his role as as Anakin. They they felt like he was whiny, and he got a lot of flack for it. And I and I think he wanted to stay very far away from the IP as possible. And it wasn't until the kids who watched Star Wars, because uh, you know Kate, Alex, Josh, I don't know if you guys know, but kids born like my like my younger brother's age, so like between like nine, like born like maybe after nineteen ninety eight, whatever, they love the prequels. 
I like them. I like the prequels. I, kids, I, I do too, but I grew up a liking. lot of people a lot of people don't. And it makes sense when you think about it because like at when the prequels came out, the 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 kids who watched the OG movies were adults. A lot of times they were probably taking their own kids to watch those movies. And so they were like, wow, this is this is this is they, you know, from their perspective, they're like, this is trash. Growing you know? up, I love like all of them because even in the first one that has like um Oh my gosh, Qui Gon Jinn and like just like the, Liam Neeson, yeah, Jar Jar Liam Neeson. Banks. Like I mean, yeah. okay, I hate Jar Jar Dude. Banks, but, Samuel L. Oh. Jackson. So yeah, like I love those movies. The Jar Jar Banks. That's another one where the actor actually almost took his life because his of life. the harassment that he yeah. faced. He, he's been very public about it, and he's uh, like he's a pretty big advocate now for for mental health awareness. Just uh, fandom, like that. nerds can be fandom. so vicious. We so, talk about this. Yeah. Too many people invest too much of their identity in an IP and they get really mean when somebody kind of delves beyond the lines of what they think it should look like. And right. it's really important to remember like there's a real human being behind that creation. You don't have to yeah. like it, but don't be harassing people. I want to defend. I actually always liked Jar Jar Banks. I thought it was hilarious, but well, of course, because the movies were for oh, kids. But that's yeah. the thing; it, they're for kids. Jar Jar Binks yeah, yeah. supposed to be there for kids to laugh at. It's not supposed to make your dad like like <laughs> love the movie. Like it's the movies are for kids. I don't know how many times I have to keep saying that Star Wars is for children. It's for yeah. kids. It's yeah. for, it's for kids from like six to thirteen, man. Okay, so you gotta chill when they put stuff for kids, and you're like. Why isn't it this? Why isn't it this? Blah, 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 blah. Okay? Like, it's pretty wild. It's pretty crazy. And I think it's 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 so frustrating because it's the reason why we don't have a... Uh, who are the directors of Game of Thrones, by the way? Uh, uh, what are their names? David Bennett and something. David, David something. Yeah, Benny, yeah I, the directors of Game, Game of Thrones. The, Star Wars fans are the reason why we don't have Star Wars movies directed by those guys. And I just want you guys to know, you messed up. You messed up, okay? We could have had a great pair or trilogy or whatever they want to do of Star Wars movies, but uh, the crybabies cried too loud, and now we don't. Now we got nothing. Now we have what are, nothing. What are they doing out of curiosity? Like, I hope they just release something that really kick ass. That's like a <laughs> they, thousand times better. They're probably hiding they had in the a, hole for a little bit. Yeah. So, so infamously, like they pulled. So, as you guys know, they 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 kind of expedited the ending of Game of Thrones because they wanted to kind of move on to other projects they had. They had two projects kind of lined up. They had the Star, the Star Wars uh, trilogy or whatever it was that Disney wanted to do. And then they had this show called, I think it was like Civil War, I think the show was called. Uh, and I think they even had like a pilot for the show and everything. And it was basically about like, what if the South won the 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 the, the Civil War? Or, oh, sorry, I, I take it back. I think the show was called The Confederate. I think that's what yeah, the show it was, was called. It was called Confederate. Confederate, yeah. And then, and then it was basically about like, uh, I, I think it took place, if I remember, Kate, you might, you might uh, help me, but I think it took place in like the 60s or the 70s or something like that. And it was basically like a world where the South have won and we, and the show was supposed to be about like the second revolution, basically. And they have something um, oh, wow. like the... They have like a DMZ. It's called the Mason Dixon Demilitarized Zone. Yeah, the de- yeah the Demilitarized Zone. So it was supposed to be like it was supposed to we as the audience were supposed to 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 jump in at this time where um, you know the, 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 this revolution is being started by Black Americans and 
the reason why the show never actually got fully greenlit is because this is around a lot of like when like the Black Lives Matter protests and the uh, us versus them mentality that has kind of been you know supercharged in politics. So I think HBO probably felt like it was too sensitive of a of a topic to kind of dump and yeah, jump in. Yeah, I've never even heard in, of it. In the show, if the Confederates had won and and owned the South and got to carry on their ways, then that would mean slavery was still legal. So they would have had to have that in the show, like an element yes. of the show. And I think, uh, yeah, because of 2020, summer 2020 protests, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, it was just like, oh my gosh. Stop. Yeah, it was just, it was just too much. It, I, Oof, and, and, yeah. the, and, the, and the flip side too, I, I think having a show depicting you know, what would it look like for more modern day legalized racism? I think that would make a lot of people look in a mirror they don't want to look into. So I think it's just, it's a, it's, it's a loaded stick of dynamite and I just, they didn't want to light it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, I actually, I'd be cool if they, they went back and did it to, yeah. I, cause at, at this point, like they're pretty well despised by a lot of people. So like, yeah. what do you have to lose? This could be like a big, Hey, we actually we are good writers. Hey, Elon, turn Twitter into a streaming service and then pay them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, Jeez. that could happen. Like that overnight, could happen. Twitter it turns into just a completely different company. It could be TikTok. Hey, it could happen. Ooh. Yeah, it could be TikTok. Twick talk. No, it's Very curious. Twick talk. Twick talk. That's a, yeah, that's a Elon, dangerous Elon name. Purchase Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Elon purchased Twitter and. I don't know. I mean, that was that was a pretty shocking, shocking event. Um, he went from owning like ten percent to all of it in like four days. It was like a week, a week uh, after I I um, reactivated Twitter. Your I Twitter? Been on Twitter in like five years, and then I made a new account, and then that happened, and I was like, I think Elon saw my Twitter account, and he got excited. He got, he got, yeah. You inspired him, man. Yeah, um, I think I inspired this whole event. Now, I think we talked. Like, I think Josh is the only one that really. I think Josh is the only one who uses Twitter more than all of us, right? I don't use I don't I I kind of dip my toes in Twitter for sports related things, but I really don't. I have uh, it. Yeah, I don't. Just, I just don't really use podcast. it personally that much. Yeah. So what do you what do you think what do you what do you think they're going to change on the platform if they're going to change anything at all? Probably he's censor big, probably censorship algorithms, right? Could yeah, because he's a big proponent. He's like he calls himself a free speech absolutist. So he's mm-hmm. like anything, anything goes. Like you can say whatever you want. So it'll be interesting to see like what, because Twitter is already pretty toxic. So it'll be interesting to see like what his ownership will do in regards to that. Because yeah, it, it's bad now. Gonna, it could get worse. He's going to get better. Into the sweet verse. Yeah, it'll yeah, probably. I mean, he's probably going to try and branch out the the service into something else, right? Because tw- Twitter wasn't a super profitable platform to begin with like it's profitable but when you compare it to facebook and it wasn't profitable even for TikTok. i think until a couple years ago like right. for like over so, a decade it was it was under yeah so i i definitely think that there is there um i don't know i mean i i it's cool it i guess on, on paper but you know is does that mean donald trump's coming back to twitter i mean what does that what does that really mean like are we gonna get are we gonna get our favorite president I think no. he said he wouldn't come back even if they let him. That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, that man had hilarious tweets. Whether whatever you feel about Donald Trump, 
he's definitely our funniest president. That's all I got to say. That man was Twitter gold. That guy was whether Twitter he intended gold. it or he not. Was, whether he intended it or not, that man was Twitter gold. I don't know if uh, comedy is some maybe. I, I think he definitely was good at getting attention to Twitter. Yeah, I think he was good no, at that. He's, it's funny. He's, a, well, he's, he's unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, not so much you're laughing with him, more so you're laughing no, at him. It's, yeah, it's not laughing yeah. with him, but it, he's unintentionally hilarious, okay? Uh, compared think, to Biden's tweets. It's not, it I'm, curi- I'm curious, though. Like, I bet if you looked at like stats, I bet... I bet Twitter took a huge nosedive in uh, activity when Trump like was banned from yeah, the, from the platform. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm other, in other, in other people, yeah, in other in other people who got deplatformed from Twitter, I, I'm sure. But I wonder like, if, like I wonder how many users just went to Twitter specifically for Trump compared to for other things because I don't, I don't feel like people really go on Twitter just to kind of scroll their feed. They usually right, right. don't they typically go I, to. I the, agree read a specific person's to tweets. go to something very specific. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Or whatever, uh, either whether it's a brand or a, or a person. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's Twitter's like, like the place people gather around to watch a dumpster fire. Yeah. Like, like you're, and, and, we're and, and, all, and you're, that's, you're there for a reason. And, and that's why Donald, that, that's why Donald's, uh, uncle Don's, uh, uh, tweets were so hilarious. Right. Cause it, it was just, <laughs> uh, uncle Donnie. Yeah. Uh, uncle, it's uncle Don. Like, his tweets are hilarious because you're just like, this is a real person tweeting this right now. Like, <laughs> I just imagined um, them remaking The Godfather, but with Donald Trump, and they Uncle call Don- it The Donfather. The Donfather? Don yeah. I'll give him Jeez. ideas. He'll do it. I know. I was going to say that's actually going to become a thing. Who, uh, okay, what's, the, what's the billboard we saw today? There was like a, a, it looked like a knockoff Godfather movie. Like, Oh, it's called The Offer. Oh, it looked. I think it's going to so be. So is it a movie? I, don't know. Like, I thought it was a series. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's I think it's about the actual filming around The Godfather. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if you guys know I much about that. It's yeah, I, experience of making The Godfather. Yes, with yes. It didn't look good from the billboard, at least. Fun fact: the mafia wouldn't let them say the word mafia when they yep. made The Godfather. When they made the movie. It, there's a whole. The, the story behind how they made it, hopefully this the series or whatever is good because it's very interesting. Well, it says it, it did premiere April 28th on oh, oh, really? Red it's on Paramount Plus. Like, no one's, uh, no one's going to watch that. Please, wait, no wait, more. Wait for, uh, for Disney to, to buy them out, you know? But, yeah, uh, you joke, I, but that, that could happen. No, it, it's a thing. And, like, it's funny. Like, I, I had no idea this was coming out because yeah. they haven't advertised it very well. I wait, Netflix, Netflix should buy out Paramount Plus. I have heard nothing of this movie either. Yeah, I, I, yeah, until I we think, walk by the billboard. I think that I think that's the problem, right? Like we we live in an era where there's literally like so many TV shows. Like like 20 years ago during the fall, that's when TV networks would push their TV shows, right? Like like during fall, what they call it, sweeps week, whatever. And then you would get all the TV shows that they were trying to push, and that's when we would see advertisements for it. Now we're getting TV shows. Any day of the week, it doesn't matter. Just like boom. What if a there's TV a plot show. twist? What if like Criterion just buys every company, and then it all that goes there? Same, and then they and then they lock it away. They lock but all the content they, away. Yeah, they lock it away, and they're like, "We're only going to release this on 16 millimeter film, but we're not going to provide any of the equipment for it." So <laughs> we're going to have to figure that out. And then like skyrocketing prices are going to happen <laughs> on most, eBay for the, uh, for the most niche. Yeah, the most niche way to watch it. That'd be pretty funny. Are they going to promote uh, it at least? 
um they'll promote it but it'll be through um time capsules so you like you only know if you open certain time capsules in various so, parts of the world the, like 10 years they'll, later they'll promote it like yeah. they'll promote it like disney promotes doctor strange where they Dude. just drop like they just drop Up like little wazoo. trailers for three years and they're like guys uh doctor strange trailer at the end of your movie doctor strange trailer in the when you're pumping your gas mm-hmm. uh we're gonna we're gonna show you every bit of this movie without actually releasing the film and I, I made a joke about that online. I was like, you know, rumor has it, if you put all the trailers together, stitch them together, you can make the movie. You probably There's could. So many. There's I, so many I trailers. How many final trailers do we need to see? Yeah. I wonder if there's a running count for how many trailers and teasers they put out. Because it's, it's quite right. ridiculous. If anyone out there knows, let us know. Because it's, yeah, it's something else, man. Please. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I wanted to bring up, if you guys, you know, there has been some, some rumblings in the video game world, and I know we don't, we don't often touch video games too much. Let's hear, but, it. Let's hear it for all our, uh, all our gamers out there. Yeah. So, uh, I think the, the funniest one to me is Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft is tanking, taken pretty bad mm-hmm. and they're considering, they're considering selling the company. So well, I thought they were uh, like the biggest, one of the biggest ones. They're they're the they were the third biggest uh, uh, publisher before Microsoft purchased uh, uh, Activision. Uh, so I, you know they're large, but at the same time they've had a lot of struggles. I don't know if you guys know they had a bunch of issues with like uh, sexual harassment charges. Um, they had a lot of issues with just like uh, I guess I, I don't know I don't know if there's a word for it, but like abusing the staff. In terms of you know making them work ridiculous hours or uh, underpaying, like the list, the laundry list of the working conditions at Ubisoft is really long. And to make matters worse, like their games are doing marketably worse every like every year. Um, and so I, I think it's just getting to a point. And and personally, as someone who loves Splinter Cell, um, Dude, yeah. I love the first, they, the first they refuse to make Splinter Cell games, and it drives me nuts. It's like this is by far your most popular game, and they just won't release them. I don't. At least I don't for get like it. the first ten years of Splinter Cell. I feel yeah, like. yeah. Uh-huh. I, Splinter I mean, Splinter Cell might have been the first, uh, maybe the first PS2 game I ever played. You, you ever played? It, it's a big series. I mean, between that and uh, there's like Assassin's Creed, obviously, but then there's also Prince of Persia. There's all these like IPs that they have, and they're and instead they're like Tom Clancy's uh, grocery shop bagging. And they just throwing Tom Clancy's name on like literally anything they can find. They're like Tom Clancy goes to the car wash, and like that's a game. And it's like you can't keep. I mean, I I would play that. I would play that too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that'd be pretty intense. They uh, because they they pioneered that open world real time play style. Yeah, yeah, and it just it doesn't. I don't think it did as well. The novelty wore off really fast. The novelty wore off fast, partially because a, b- a big issue that they had was that they were using the same engine for like all of their games, but then the problem came that like they all looked the same, like the UIs were right. the same, yeah. the worlds were the same. So your brain had a real hard time, like, oh, I'm not playing this game, I'm playing this one, and yeah, it's like, know, is, is this it, the Division or Ghost Recon? Because yeah, don't know. or Ghost Recon, or or is this Rainbow Six? Like, like your brain had like a hard time d- uh, differentiating between the different IPs. So that's that's going to be interesting. Um, personally, I don't think Microsoft is going to put a bid 
for uh, Ubisoft at all. And if they do, it would be a, a really a laughably low bid. I couldn't see Sony I, doing it either because I don't feel like that really fits their. I don't think so either. It doesn't fit. Well. It doesn't fit their game model. And their we also have to remember player type things. Sony is Sony has a very big standing in Japan, right? So like. Are Japanese are are the Japanese going to play these games? I think that's another question they have to ask themselves. So it, it's going to be interesting. I don't know who's going to buy it. I'm praying that EA doesn't. That's really all I care about. Like, yeah, just, yeah, well, but we'll see. And it's so interesting. Like we we've talked about this a few times, and it's just interesting to see like how it's gotten worse and worse mm-hmm. for them. And I don't know they 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 had a toxic work environment, so like this was kind of bound to happen eventually. Unfortunate, yeah. but it happens. Yeah. And I, I honestly, the only reason why you haven't heard uh, more about it is because people don't care about their games as much. You know, with, with Activision, Activision has some of the strongest IPs in the world, right? World of Warcraft, Mostly just Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, well, but Call of Duty is still the yeah. number one played game in the world, right? So they have a lot of uh, IPs that people care about. No one cares about Tony, uh, not Tony Hawk. Uh, no, no one cares about, like, I can't even think Rainbow Six Siege. Like as much as people love that game, it's just not as resonant. I guess it's you been could like say. a decade. I feel like since that was relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then the last thing I just wanted to touch on was uh, Halo Infinite. So uh, I, I, we did a. Uh, we, I think I just did like a review on Halo Infinite. I love the game. Um, the the story was awesome and really thoughtful. I, in my opinion, I think it's up there with like Halo Two in terms of like really good story. Like. Something about first-person shooters that's hard is making a story that's interesting because how do you make a story when the whole gameplay is run here, shoot that? So I felt like Halo Infinite did a really good job making a very thoughtful story. The multiplayer, on the other hand, is straight boo-boo. It is, it is, boo-boo. yeah, it's straight boo-boo to quote to quote K dot, and I and. After like a month of playing it, I was like, I have never been more bored playing a Halo game in my life, which is insane because I've played Halo almost all my life. But it's just not very engaging. Well, they did so a they, lot of uh, map updates, right? Uh, no. You're talking about like when the game came out? No, not like isn't that what they're doing soon or they they announced? So, okay. So here's the problem. The game's been out for like six months. The gaming industry needs to stop making the rest of your game after you sold it, right? Like, if I had a restaurant and you ordered, um, uh, I don't know, let, what's your favorite thing to order, Alex, at a restaurant? What's up? Let's just go with carbonara right now. Carbonara. Okay, for, perfect. Imagine if I brought you carbonara with no sauce, no um, no, no guanciale, no pepper, yeah. no parmesan, just raw noodles, okay? And, like, you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and I say, yeah, this is what you purchased. And you said, no, I ordered carbonara. And I said, no, no, no. This is what I have. When the rest is ready, I'll bring it out. So after you've eaten about half of your plate, I then come out with Parmesan. I then come out with guanciale. And then you're like, okay, this you is kind of what... You yeah, put the egg this, on after it's already the egg. Cold. Yeah, I'm cracking the yeah. egg yolk. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, when you're like about like, you know, three AJ, fourths of the way done. Oh. oh, well, I, I, I cook, guys. You know that. Come on. AJ, hold on. Hold on. Pause. AJ's a very good cook. Your, your, boy, your boy throws down. Oh, you think yeah. I make carbonara with bacon? Please. Yeah. Please. No you way. You that pig cheek and everything? 
I I find a butcher. I'm yeah, like, you got guanciale, yeah. son. But anyways, um, but yeah, the uh, the point I'm making is that would be a very bizarre way to eat your dinner. I don't know why the gaming industry has gone this route. Like like they're trying to make the minimum viable product for their game. People still buy it early. And it's but it's crazy and it's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, yeah. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say because you want like you want the game early. Like you don't want to have to wait a year to get it. You yeah, know? you don't want to like you don't want to have to like. I how sad is it? I loved uh, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, but it's very frustrating mm. to see like they still haven't released the DLC for the game, yeah. and the DLC is the rest of the stuff that was supposed to be in the base game. It's just crazy. I don't know what's happening. Like, it's very frustrating. Like, the other day, I remember thinking, like, I'm getting tired of playing video games, but not because of the video game. Like, it's it's just tired of, like, these my favorite video games, like Battlefield or whatever. Um, I, it's just very exhausting to have to buy these games, and then you play it, and then they're like, oh, come back later for the rest. Like, that's... That's not that doesn't fly. That doesn't sit well with me. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that that drives me crazy. Bumps me. It drives out. me crazy. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's a no no. Yeah, it's it's a no no, and you know I don't know if it's going to change anytime soon because unfortunately I think video games. I think we talked about this before, right? Like video games is like the one weird area where like they they they, they have constant new customers in the form yeah. of kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have this this immense wave of like fresh eighteen year olds every year buying your Call of Duty, you know that kind of thing. And I, it's weird. You don't you don't really have that in any other like market in in the world other than like video games. So mm, I don't know. Music. Um, yeah, maybe one day. Oh well, but even with music, like it's still more split. Yeah, it's more split compared to video games. Yeah, because like, because like, can you imagine like Kendrick Lamar releases he releases his album in twelve days, and then like he releases two songs, and then you're just like, what? And then like three oh, more weeks later, I meant more with like a, I meant more with like new audiences, like always. Uh, oh yeah, but, uh, it, but I think the downside with that is like that's a that's an industry thing, right? Like mm-hmm. like hip hop is an industry, so they're you know it's not like one artist can monopolize the industry like video games can, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, you guys have anything else? You know, Kate, any more funeral plans? Mm, Hopefully not. I'm going to be thinking about who can come and who can't come. Whoa. <laughs> wow. There was actually a TikTok recently of uh, someone had their grandma um, talking about what, how she wants her funeral to be. And she was like, and Bertha can't be there. And then all of TikTok went crazy and Dang. they demanded a sequel video be made where this grandma explained it, who Bertha was and why Bertha's not invited to her funeral. Bertha so, really messed up. I just got to make the funeral, definition. Yeah. No Bertha's at my funeral. That's the definition of onsite. That, that's what I like to see. Uh, if, if you haven't texted me in a year, in the past year, don't come to my funeral um if you don't know my son yeah 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 please please. yeah exactly um but yeah guys i think that's all we got thanks for listening um if you guys love the show tell us why you can find us on our socials uh we're we're big on twitter i guess uh you know elon gave us the fast pass on twitter i don't know what it does yet but he gave us he gave us one um you know we're on instagram we're soon to be on on what do we call it twit twit twat (laughs) 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 
what is it? Uh, you, you know, Tic Tac. Yeah, Tic Tac. Uh, one to, of those to hang out with our fellow youths. So, <laughs> oh um, but yes, guys, thank you for listening to our show. We love and appreciate each and every one of you, except you, Bertha. It's on site. Uh, follow us next week. And um, we have a very special guest on. So stay tuned for news and information about that. And uh, stay tuned for next month. We'll have a, our next uh, promo for our giveaway, our, our next giveaway. So make sure you want to follow on social media to get more information about that. Other than that, you guys have a great day. The Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez. Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.